welcome to Remember Twilight, a literary podcast covering all aspects of the Twilight Saga. On Remember Twilight, we talk about all things openly. Mental health, relationships, sex, religion, fashion. We also understand that there are conversations that will come up that we might not be able to do justice. We want to include as much diversity as we can, so if you'd like to share your perspective with our audience, please message us. Oh, and fair warning, we We are are not spoiler-free. guess what oh guess what what new patrons again (gasps) i know it's very exciting uh big shout out to hannah from washington joni from tennessee and lara from california yay thank you so much you guys charlie i realized that i've gone about this out of order traditionally i should have asked you first i mean no disrespect but since bella has already said yes and i don't want to diminish her choice in the matter Instead of asking you for her hand, I'm asking you for your blessing. We're getting married, Charlie. I love her more than anything in the world, more than my own life, and by some miracle, she loves me that way too. Will you give us your blessing? He sounded so sure, so calm. For just an instant, listening to the absolute confidence in his voice, I experienced a rare moment of insight. I could see fleetingly the way the world looked to him. For the length of one heartbeat, this news made perfect sense. Hello, everybody. Hi, everyone. My name is Marin. My name is Emily. And we are Remember, Remember Twilight. Twilight. Back in it to win it. Mm-hmm. And by that, I mean today on Remember Twilight, we are starting Breaking Dawn. What? Everybody. Excuse me? I know. Starting? Wait, are you surprised Breaking Dawn? This? Shoot. Did Already? You know, did I do? Oh, homework and you didn't no i did the homework i just didn't want it to be true yet (laughs) oh i know i know i know already breaking dawn no i took the book out and i showed it to cl and i said can you believe we're on our last book of twilight and then she kicked me in the butt to be funny and i was like that's not the kind of support i'm looking for (laughs) nobody gets me over here (laughs) 
<laughs> it was supposed to be like this really meaningful moment. I think Mark on the other side of the room understood me. And Ciel was just like, this is going to be so funny if I kick mom in the butt. <laughs> She's right. It was kind of funny. Yeah. yeah. So I freaking loved getting back into Bella's head. It's a lovely place to be because I understand her so much. So let's just get started on Breaking Dawn Chapter 1. Before we hop in, though, will you reset my scene of where we left off with them in Eclipse? Because we just finished Midnight Sun. Yeah. How does Eclipse end? Hold on, I'm going to need a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot the entirety of Eclipse. Basically, all I know is Jacob got hurt, Bella went over, and he was like, you're not going to choose me, don't choose anyone. And Bella was like, okay, bye. Oh my gosh. Right? She went to his house, and she was like, I do love you, Jacob. I seriously love you. But I love Edward. He's my soulmate. And Jacob was like, Meh. and then it was so cool because Bella went home and she like sobbed for a night while Edward just literally held space for her. And then the next morning she was like, cool, <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's do this. get married, I guess. I think that's how it ended. It I was think really so too. Nice. Yeah. Uh, preface. Yeah. Bella, she's right in here coming in hot with her speech to her therapist. <laughs> like she's like I've almost died so many times <laughs> <laughs> it never gets easier it's always a surprise I wish that I could remember the first time I read this because reading it if you don't know what Breaking Dawn is about you think she's talking about Edward I, I wrote that down actually I said when I first read that I was like "Ooh, cool she's talking about Edward turning her I do remember this clearly being like wow she is talking about how Edward is killing her, literally killing her, ending her life, turning her into a vampire. And then after I read it, I was like, no, no, she's talking about her baby. And I was not prepared. You know, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I was shocked. Bella during therapy, she's like, you know how sometimes the call is coming from outside of the house? Well, this time the call is coming from inside of the house <laughs> okay so since her therapist needs to know do you think her therapist is a vampire therapist they must but like are yeah. they actually a vampire therapist or are they a vampire therapist like a therapist to the vamps <laughs> i feel like no vampire except for carlisle is gonna sit down and like take advice from a human oh, yeah. so i feel like they have to be a vampire therapist okay okay yeah i don't know who's up for the task but someone's <laughs> got to be out there doesn't rosalie have like some sort of degree in something brain related probably she hates bella but you don't have to like your i don't know they're too close <laughs> anyway i was not prepared for it to be a literal baby she's talking about so that yeah. was good good job never in my wildest dreams would have <laughs> i thought an infant existed in this book <laughs> no Good job. I'm happy of it. You guys, chapter one, engaged. engaged. Here we catch up with Bella in the middle of Forks, giving herself a pep talk <laughs> at a red light. <laughs> As, as we all do. have done before. As you do. <laughs> it's so similar to her first day at Forks High, too. Because then she was like, I hope my black jacket doesn't stand out. And this time she's like, I hope my black car doesn't stand out. You know? <laughs> well, yeah, she goes, no one is staring at you. No one is staring at you. No one is staring at you. And then I just picture the 
Arrested Development voiceover that goes, everyone was in fact staring at her. (laughs) (laughs) She doesn't trust it, though. So she casually looks over to the right because there's another car by her. It's a minivan. And guess who's driving it? Someone staring directly at her. It's Angela's mom. Who doesn't stop staring when Bella looks at her. And Bella's like, do people just get to stare at me now? Is this my life? (laughs) But then she's like, oh, wait, no, no, no. These windows are so darkly tinted that I'm sure she can't even see inside this car which how Charlie allowed this darkness of tinting to happen who knows do you think Carlisle bribed him uh had to have because that's gotta be illegal even in Washington because here's how that conversation goes right (laughs) ring ring hi Charlie uh Dr. Cullen here and Charlie's like oh hello thank you for calling And Carlisle goes, we've been doing a lot of research at the hospital on skin cancer. And even in this cloudy place, you wouldn't believe the harmful UV rays. And we've just discovered that they get intensified through car windows. And we just really want to keep Bella and her pale skin safe. So we're going to put this anti-UV tinting on her windows. But it might be a little bit darker than what we are allowed to do. Okay, I think that the only way Charlie would have been like, okay, fine, Dr. Cullen, I will allow this, is that then Carlisle was like, also... We'll just hit all of your cars for the force. Like the whole forks, police force, all tinted. Mm -hmm. Every window. (laughs) And then Charlie's like, okay. That sounds cool. Like, if you say so, Dr. Cullen. Mm -hmm. And you know what, though? To be fair to Bella, it's really embarrassing to drive a new car or wear something pretty. Like, did you ever feel embarrassed when you had new shoes? I always felt embarrassed when I had new shoes growing up. Just literally always. I mean, it's embarrassing to just go outside. (laughs) Well, let's be honest. Anytime someone's looking in your direction (laughs) is cause for embarrassment. It's embarrassing. I don't blame Bella for being super embarrassed about this weird car. If she had been... Been living somewhere else where nobody knows her not as bad like well, also like where at, like I've, in phoenix totally yeah also where other people also drive mm-hmm. nicer cars but in forks it's like everyone's driving a car from the 80s yes. at the late earliest and then this thing comes in and it's like an alien it is so it's so embarrassing i would i would have made edward go get me gas he would have i know i would have been like please can you just go fill it up they won't stare at you i truly can't believe that edward let her car get half less than half of a <laughs> tank of gas just because you know how neurotic he is about like needing to escape did they have a fight did he about it no was he like bells you've got to put gas in the car and she's like i will not go to the gas station and they had like a fight probably i bet they did and he's like i can just install a gas pump (laughs) at my house and she's like don't you dare do that he's like we already have one in the garage (laughs) just come over we can refill you there she's like i'm never driving this car anywhere (laughs) <laughs> she's like shit if i have to go to edward's house i need gas i would have driven to another city i was gonna say yeah this speaks to me very much of the being embarrassed about people looking at me having something i only went to one gas station for oh i don't know eight years because i didn't want to learn a new gas station because something might be different there might be something new i had to go to the one that i learned how to put gas in my car at because i knew it if anybody ever questioned emily's level of anxiety (laughs) this is the perfect example of how that plays out in her life only did i go to a new one after i went to that new one with my friend and watched her put gas 
gas in her car Amazing. and I was like okay I learned this one I now have two gas stations available to me I am amazed I got over it I can I now go to it. any gas station I've much improved yep. but good job I understand. <laughs> so then Bella notices that there's two guys on the sidewalk who are also just stopped staring at her. And uh, there's a guy in the store who's like looking out the window at her. And she's like, I hate this. So I'm going to escape. So the light turns green and she slams her foot on the pedal like she's used to. But this thing that she's driving goes like a million miles an hour as far as I can tell. And she zooms down the road. And then she gets embarrassed about zooming so fast. So she goes to slowly slow down and just barely taps on the brake. And then it immediately stops. I hate this car. So Bella's like, now everyone's going to know that it was me. No, no, no. Everybody's like, oh, who's this California hotshot, right? <laughs> they don't know it's her yet. I mean, when only one person dates the rich people in town... And you also know that they're kind of finicky. Okay, maybe. <laughs> you watch it speed and then stop. Like, mm, oh my must gosh. be Bella. <laughs> it's just painful. I don't like the car. <laughs> she does arrive at the gas station, though. And she's going to do this in record time. She starts the, the stopwatch and she gets out. She takes the thing off, puts the thing in and clicks it. And then she's like, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> this music playing. And she's like, please let it go faster. Please let it go faster. She mentions that she's been going without a lot of things because she didn't want to drive into town. And the two things she mentions is Pop-Tarts, which I understand, but also shoelaces. I don't know what her and Edward have been up to. But <laughs> I didn't even think about that, but you might be right. But when was the last time you ever bought a shoelace? Only on a shoe ever. 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 Never a single Literally, extra shoelace. Never had a shoelace wear out to where I was like, gotta go buy shoelaces. If my shoe had a shoelace and the shoelace somehow got damaged beyond usability, I would buy new shoes. Right? It's yeah. new shoe time. 100%. <laughs> my shoe is broken. Need new shoes. I only buy the kind of shoes that are supposed to last like one year anyway. <laughs> you know? Like the sandals you buy at the beginning of the summer uh -huh. that are just trashed at the yes. end. And that's fine. I buy the Old Navy $1 flip-flops every year. That's it. Easy. Good. <laughs> uh, unfortunately for Bella, oh, there's this cute part first. She goes, I wasn't bright out, but I still felt like a spotlight was trained on me, drawing attention to the delicate ring on my left hand. She's literally alone at the gas station like, oh, no, everybody can tell of my huge ring. <laughs> It's an antique diamond ring. The diamond is, well, I think Edward replaced it, but it's like so small and dainty. But then Bella's like, I shouldn't care about this. It doesn't really matter what anyone thinks about my new car or my mysterious acceptance into an Ivy League college or my shiny new black credit card. No, all of these things sound horrible. I just agree with her so much. And I don't know if it's because I grew up like very poor, but all of these things are just so over the top, overwhelming and embarrassing to me. I would have hated it. I hate it. I hate it when people think I have money. That's why I'm like, <laughs> Mark wants to buy me like a minky coat her robe for our anniversary and I'm like do not ever I will never wear it just That's, on principle yes like I don't like it I don't want people to think I have more than two cents <laughs> even if I do I I get that but at the same time like if I was dating Edward Cullen I'd be like give me the car and the credit card I did let Thank my boyfriends you. spoil me in high school because <laughs> they were always rich but no poor Bella's really going through it though mm -hmm. it's hard much to her surprise someone says um miss <laughs> 
No. And Bella turns around and there's these two guys next to this other fancy car and they're just staring at the car and she's like, I don't get it. I mean, it's a pretty car, but like, it's just a car. The guy comes over and he's like, sorry to bother you, but um, what is this car? And she's like, I don't know, a Mercedes? <laughs> and they're like, yes, but is that a Mercedes Guardian? Fun fact. And we talked about this in one of our Patreon only episodes. But um, the Mercedes Guardian doesn't actually exist. It's a made-up car for Twilight only. Yeah, I tried to look up how much it cost, but it's priceless. Yep. The guy's like, this isn't even supposed to be available in Europe, let alone here. And Bella's like, you would get along with Edward. <laughs> and then she's like, Edward, my fiance. My fern. <laughs> she can't say it. <laughs> and then she thinks about that for a minute, how she hates the words fiance and wedding and husband. And she's like, hmm. I know I was raised to like hate marriage but also like husband and Edward just don't belong in the same sentence to Bella they're like two different of things to mean the same person and she says it was like casting an archangel as an accountant cool thing to think about I guess (laughs) but then she's thinking about Edward and she's all dizzy in a spin of fantasies Bella. Okay, now I at the gas station. Is she just sitting there thinking about sags uh-huh. while she's That's all pumping she can think gas? About. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Watch that gas pump and <laughs> oh damn. Getting married to Edward Cullen. Wouldn't we all though? Yeah. Like, I would. Four days. <laughs> I would. <laughs> and then the guy's like, him, excuse me. And she's like, oh, I don't know. And he's like, Can I take a picture with it? And she's like, uh <laughs> I guess. He's like, okay, cool. So Bella literally puts the gas pump away and she gets into the car for their pictures. (laughs) Just slinks down in the seat. This guy takes out a huge camera. Him and his friend like take turns taking pictures with different sides of the car. They have a like backpacking camera, like a nature camera. And they're like, dude, the car. Mm -hmm. And Bella just sits in there and she goes, I miss my truck. And then Bella tells us that it was a little bit too convenient that her car would wheeze its last breath just a couple days after making an agreement with Edward where he got to replace her car after it died. Can we talk about this? We can. She tells us that Edward swore it was only to be expected um, and that it expired of natural causes. Okay, so what do you think? I don't know why Edward would lie about this. I don't either. To Bella? He doesn't lie to Bella. He's very honest with her and he's very upfront and he doesn't, he's not sneaky. He has, but he has, that's the thing that bothers me is that he has a history of being sneaky about the van, I mean the truck. And so me, being me, I don't, trust him 100% because he has that history of being sneaky about this exact same thing but at the same time he has changed he is no longer being sneaky he is no longer like do we trust him do we think maybe he was like man Emmett <clears throat> I wish Bella's truck would die Emmett I freaking hate Bella's truck Emmett and Emmett's like what the fuck are you talking about dude <laughs> and Edward's like I don't know I just really want to get Bella, this guardian, and I hate her truck, and I can't get it for her until her truck dies, so I don't know. It just sucks. And then he walks away, and Emmett's like, okay, I get to do something <laughs> cool? So I don't know. Maybe that's what happened. I don't think that's unrealistic. In my mind, Bella's truck did have something happen to it, and like it just like wouldn't turn on one day, but I do not believe in any inch of me that Rosalie couldn't fix her truck in like mm-hmm. one replacement of a something and yeah. then it'd be working again. Well, and but better. <laughs> Edward was just like, oh no, it died. 
Okay, so you think it died naturally. I do. It died of natural causes, and it wasn't Emmett. I mean... Just slowly, like, one twist of a screw here, (laughs) and one knock of a finger there, (laughs) and then he walks away. I uh, uh, I mean, it could happen. That's all he would have to do. Mm -hmm. I don't... I just want to trust Edward. Me too. So I don't want to believe that he put Emmett up to it. Okay. Okay. All right. But Bella's like, I don't know how to check if Edward did or did not tamper with my truck because my favorite mechanic. Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> and then she's like, nope. La, 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 la. Gonna listen to these guys' conversation. And they're being like, you could take a flamethrower to this thing and it wouldn't even pucker the paint. And they're like, you could roll a tank over this car. And they're like, do you think that this girl's something special? And they're like, I don't know, maybe. I don't know why you'd need missile-proof glass and 4,000 pounds of body armor around here. And Bella's like, I'm going home. Like, do you think she... Just for a second was like, I'm getting out of this. I'm running home. <laughs> I'm running back into the woods. But Bella's like, uh, do we really need missile proof glass? Isn't bulletproof enough? Like a missile? And then she's like, I mean, I don't blame him for thinking a missile could hit my car while I'm driving. But still. <laughs> you get a lot of like Bella not doing anything in this chapter, but her like catching us up on things. So then she's like... I knew Edward would take advantage of this deal and that he'd go way too over the top and that I knew whatever he was going to choose would embarrass me. (laughs) But we learn he did not buy her one car, but two cars. The ultimate betrayal. (laughs) (laughs) So Edward sits down Bella and he goes, okay, Bella, listen, you will only ever drive one new car, but I do have two for you. One of them is your before you're a vampire car, and one of them is a after you're a vampire car. Oh, I thought it was the before sex car and the after <laughs> sex car. <laughs> cool idea. Thank you. And Bella's like, ha ha, very funny. I am so clumsy and everything wants to kill me that I need a tank resistant car. Well, okay, yes, I guess that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he's just scared about me yes Uh, what is this new voice i know bella's getting a is this bella becoming secure i think so like finally being like no he is not trying to embarrass me he's not trying to make me feel dumb he's not trying to do something for his own he actually maybe just like really doesn't want me to get hurt maybe he just like loves me It's really, I like it. It's a nice new voice for Bella. And it is a precursor to, because she really does feel that way after the marriage. Mm -hmm. But Bella does not know what her after car looks like, but she assumes that it doesn't have body armor on it because she'll be indestructible. Just one of the many perks (laughs) she is getting ready for, because the best parts about being a Cullen are not expensive cars and impressive credit cards. Mm -hmm. The guy's like, hey, we're done now. Thank you. And she's like, okay, bye. And zooms away. (laughs) And on her drive home, she can't help but still be noticing these flyers that are attached to every telephone pole and street sign and how they just slap her right in the face. And she thinks she deserves it. She doesn't. No. Um... (laughs) And then she's like, oh, yeah. Oh, no, my my favorite mechanic. So here's what happens. Are you guys ready? I just want to preface this by saying the chief is not an a-hole. He's just he really likes Jacob and he really is watching out for people. And he doesn't he like he wants Jacob and Bella to still be friends. Right. One, it's his like best friend's son. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, so after Eclipse and after Jacob gets all healed up, he goes into wolf mode and pieces out of La Push forever, as far as he can tell. 
So one day, I guess they're all just hanging out and Charlie's like, hey, where's Jacob? And instead of Billy being like, oh, he's staying with so-and-so in such a state. That would have been so easy. He goes, I don't know. He just left. No, like he could have seriously just been like, oh, he's with Rebecca. Yeah. Like he they he just decided to go to high school there instead. Like he's really he's upset about the Bella thing. So he didn't want to be here anymore. Perfect explanation. No, Billy's like, oh, no, he left. <laughs> so Charlie's like, um missing person much and so charlie's like i'm making flyers i'm putting flyers in every city that's close to me every police station is gonna know about this missing 16 year old boy (laughs) i'm gonna be out looking for him like charlie went to like 100 percent because that's what everybody did to help him with bella Mm -hmm. and so he's like that's just what we do when one of our kids goes missing because they keep going missing oh my gosh we have to find them and jacob's been gone for a long time And so Charlie got really upset with Billy and with Bella a little bit for not caring. But truth be told, Bella and Billy know where Jacob is. Yeah. (laughs) So. Well, and also Bella's like, everybody's looking for this boy, but Jacob looks about 25. Mm -hmm. He's a great big man who can really fend for himself. And so (laughs) Charlie, poor Charlie, he's the only person worried. Yeah, well, I'm sure Jacob doesn't spend much time in his human form either, no, so there he was no boy to been find. Human, like in months. Yeah, yeah. Bella gets really upset every time she thinks about this, and she's glad that Edward's not in town because Edward's out hunting because it would only make him feel bad too. But unfortunately, because it's Saturday, Charlie is home, and he did not go fishing because he is sulking about the wedding. <laughs> <laughs> fishing might make him feel better. Charlie needs to learn a little bit about self-care. Just a smidge. (laughs) So Bella's like, okay, I can't call uh, Seth inside the house. So she opens up her glove compartment and pulls out the emergency-only cell phone that Edward gave her. It's only emergency-only because she wants it to only be emergency-only. 100%. (laughs) I'm glad she has it, though, finally. Mm -hmm. Um, So she dials a number, and she keeps her finger on the end button just in case Leah picks up the phone, which I get that. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) You gotta always be ready to nope out of a phone conversation. But luckily for Bella, it's Seth who answers. And so she's like, oh, good. She even says, the phrase bite my head off was not entirely a figure of speech when it came to Leah. (laughs) So she's like, hi, Seth. And he's like, hey, Bella, how are you? And she's like, "Mm, fine. (laughs) And he's like, do you want an update? And she's like, you're psychic. And he's like, teehee, I'm no Alice. And Bella's like, oh, he makes jokes about the Collins. That's cute. And Bella's like, yeah, I know. How is he? And Seth goes, well, he's the same as ever. He won't talk to anyone. He's trying not to think human. He's trying to just go with his instincts. And she's like, well, do you know where he is? And Seth says, yeah, he's somewhere in northern Canada. And Bella's like, is there any chance he might come home? And Seth's like, no. (laughs) Sorry. So Bella's like, it's okay. I just wish that he would. And Seth's like, yeah, all of us too. And then Bella's like, well, thanks, Seth. And thanks for putting up with me. And Seth is like, yeah, no one here really likes you, Bella. (laughs) But he tells her that Jacob's kind of mad that everybody's giving Bella such a hard time about checking in on him, even though he wishes that she wasn't checking in on him. And Bella's like, wait, what? I thought he wasn't talking to you. And Seth's like, well, he can't hide everything. (laughs) And Bella's like, well, at least he knows that I'm worried about him. So then Bella's like, okay, well, I'll see you at the wedding. And Seth's like, yeah, me and my mom are coming. It was so cool of you guys to invite us. And Bella tells us that 
uh, she didn't invite them, but Edward did. Edward is so thoughtful. How nice it was because at least there'll be someone there to link Bella back to her missing best man. Mm. And then Seth's like, tell Edward I say hi. And Bella's like, okay. (laughs) And she says, the friendship that had sprung up between Edward and Seth was something that still boggled my mind. It was proof, though, that things didn't have to be this way. That vampires and werewolves could get along just fine. Thank you very much. If they were of a mind, too. But then Leah comes home and Seth's like, okay, bye, gotta go. (laughs) So Bella puts her emergency phone back in the glove compartment. (laughs) And... She heads inside the house where Charlie is waiting. And we learn that Jacob being missing is not the only stressful thing in Charlie's life, (laughs) but also that Bella is getting married. (laughs) And then we get a flashback. Uh (laughs) So there Edward and Bella are sitting on the same couch holding hands when Charlie pulls up and Edward is holding Bella's hand with her ring out so she can't try to sit on her hand and hide it from Charlie. Pulling, 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 pulling. And he's like, stop fidgeting. Oh my gosh. He's like, it's fine, baby. It's fine. And then they hear Charlie like walk up to the door and Bella's freaking out and Edward's like, it's calm down. And so the door opens and slams closed. And Edward's like, hi, Charlie. And Bella's like, no, what are you doing? Let him put the gun away first. (laughs) Edward laughs. And then Charlie comes in, in uniform, gun on holster. And Bella tells us that he'd been trying to like Edward a little bit more. But it's not really working. And this is definitely going to ruin that. (laughs) So he comes in and he's like, hey, kids, what's up? And Edward's like, we want to talk to you. We have some good news. And Charlie's like... (laughs) Good news. What on earth could this boy think is good news? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bella tells Charlie to sit down and he eyebrow raises her and stomps over to the chair and sits down. And Bella tells him not to get worked up. <laughs> um, that everything's okay. And Charlie's like, sure it is. Um, why are you sweating so much then? <laughs> Bella's like, I'm not sweating. Pat, 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 pat. Wipe and swish. A wipe and a swish. So Charlie sits down and stares at them for maybe one more second before he screams at her, you're pregnant. (laughs) I don't know what else he was supposed to think. They're so young and they're like, we have good news. (laughs) Like he's not. Oh, what? You're going to another different, better college. Like what could he think is good news for these guys? We bought a house. Mm -hmm. No, it has to be. We're pregnant. (laughs) That's the only thing Charlie would think that it is. Mm-hmm. Charlie immediately starts glaring at Edward, and Bella says that she could have sworn she saw his hand twitch toward the gun. <laughs> oh, murder's funny. That's not a good <laughs> instinct there, chief. And Bella's like, no, of course not. <laughs> and then she's like, I-, I told Edward this is what everyone was going to think. Why else would people get married at 18? And Edward's like, because they're love. in love. We literally love each other. So Charlie's like, oh, sorry. And Bella's like, it's fine. And then they all sit there and stare at each other for another minute. And then Bella's like, oh, no, they're waiting for me to say it. So then she stares at Edward and she's like, oh. So Edward's like, all right, I'll take one for the team. And he turns back and he says, Charlie, I realize I've gone about this 
out of order. Traditionally, I should have asked you first. I mean, no disrespect, but since Belle has already said yes, I don't want to diminish her choice in the matter. Instead of asking you for her hand, I'm asking you for your blessing. We're getting married, Charlie. I love her more than anything in the world, more than my own life. And by some miracle, she loves me that way too. Will you give us your blessing? Okay, so we just got done reading Midnight Sun. And then I went straight to this. And when I read that today for the line reading, I almost started sobbing because he didn't change like at all. Like this is exactly how he felt back when he first met her, back when they were first at the meadow. He still feels this way probably even more now that they had time apart and they had to get back together. Like it is so beautiful. Mm -hmm. I couldn't, I was like, my breath was taken away by him saying that to Charlie. It was so beautiful and then the way that Bella responds to it mm. I know she's like that was actually really nice and then she looks over at Charlie and Charlie's just staring at the ring <laughs> <laughs> and Bella tells us how Charlie becomes like a mood changing ring <laughs> and he goes from like questioning to mad to like distraught to almost dead uh-huh he turns blue and Bella's like should we start the Heimlich maneuver yet Edward but Edward's like give him a minute and then Charlie comes back out of all the colors to normal colors it's very convenient to have a mind reading boyfriend jeez mm -hmm. I really want to know what Charlie Me how many too. ways Charlie was going to kill Edward right then because <laughs> Edward was like I relate but he can get through this <laughs> <laughs> absolutely so good eventually Bella feels Edward relax so she knows everything's cool and then Charlie's like, well, I guess I'm not so surprised. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like, are you sure? And Bella's like, 100% sure about Edward. <laughs> and he's like, okay, but about uh, a wedding, though? Why rush? And Bella's like, well, it's because I'm aging at a very rapid rate, you see. <laughs> Edward, 17. Me, nearly 19. Almost 19. But more than that, it's because Edward insists we get married before we have sex. And so therefore, we got to speed it up. Well, Edward says it so delicately. He's like, we're going away to college and I'd like to do it the right way. I was raised a good traditional boy by good traditional parents. <laughs> <laughs> it's very sweet of him to give that to Charlie. It's convenient that he knows exactly what Charlie wants to hear, but I still kind of love that. Mm -hmm. So Charlie's like, mm, I guess I knew this was coming. And then he's like, aha. And then he starts laughing. <laughs> and then Bella's like, why are you laughing so hard? And she looks at Edward and Edward is also trying not to laugh. And then Charlie goes, okay, fine. Get married. Do whatever you want. But you're the one who's telling Renee. <laughs> and Bella's like, what? <laughs> Charlie thinks he really got Bella oh, right Charlie. here. <laughs> and then a little... Doodly -doo, doodly -doo, doodly -doo. <laughs> mm -hmm. Back to present time, Bella's walking in the house and... She's still thinking about it, but now we're like in the present. She's going to open the door. She's still thinking about how she told... Yeah, so... Renee. <laughs> door on door... Door? Door? Door on knob no <laughs> hand on doorknob she remembers go. telling renee and surprisingly renee was like perfect sounds good to me <laughs> <laughs> why didn't you tell me earlier i have to buy tickets mm -hmm. so but bella calls renee and she's like i'm marrying edward and renee's like why didn't you tell me this like three months ago when you were here and she's like what do you mean and she's like i 
I I already knew. Like, you're very easy to read, sweetie. (laughs) And she goes, you're exactly like Charlie. Once you make up your mind, there's no reasoning with you. And exactly like Charlie, you stick by your decisions, too. And Bella's like, what is happening? And then Renee tells her, you're not making my mistakes, Bella. You sound like you're scared silly. And I'm guessing it's because you're afraid of me. Um, And I know I've said things about marriage and I'm not taking them back, but those things specifically apply to me. You're a completely different person than I am. You make your own kind of mistakes and I'm sure you'll have your share of regrets in life, but commitment was never your problem. I think it's interesting that Renee is talking like this right now. I wish that she would have been more clear about what she was talking about in the past, you know, or like when Bella's 13 and and Renee is like, ugh, nobody would ever, only an idiot would get married when they're 18 and have a baby. And of course, little 13-year-old Bella is like, oh, she regrets getting married and having me, Mm -hmm. you know? Like, she could have been like, that was just like a dumb, impulsive thing that I did, but I think it's fine if other people do it or, I don't know, be careful, you know? Be careful what you say to your kids. Mm -hmm. Did Edward sneakily get Renee a therapist? (laughs) Maybe, (laughs) maybe he met somebody in Jacksonville or he knows somebody there and he was like, can you just reach out to this mom for my sake? I I mean, I don't know, maybe. And Bella's like, you're not mad? And she's like, well, I wish you would wait a little bit longer, but it's fine. Are you happy? And Bella's like, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) And she's like, well, does he make you happy? And she's like, yes, but. And she's like, are you going to ever want anyone else? No, but. She goes, but what? And so that went swimmingly and now Renee and Esme are on the phone every day planning the wedding (laughs) and Charlie's pissed about it Charlie's very mad that Renee did not yell at Bella um Bella's very happy that she doesn't have to do any wedding planning at all so now Charlie spends his time wandering around the house muttering about how he cannot trust anyone in this world (laughs) (laughs) poor poor the chief Uh, so Bella steps in and she's like dad and he's like who else (laughs) Good point. But then he's like, hold on, don't come over, stay right there. And Bella's like, uh, excuse me? And then he goes, give me a second, ouch, Alice. And Bella's like, Alice? (laughs) And ouch? Why ouch, Alice? And then Alice is like, sorry, sorry, Charlie, how's that? And he's like, I'm bleeding. And she's like, you're not bleeding. (laughs) trust me, there's no blood. (laughs) Bella's like, what is happening? And Alice is like, 30 seconds. So Bella starts tapping her foot to count out 30 seconds. And then Alice is like, okay, come over. So Bella comes into the living room and Alice and Charlie are having their tuxedo fitting. Oh, how fun. (laughs) Really cute. And Bella's like, wow, dad, you look very debonair. (laughs) And Charlie's like, mm, thanks. Oh, Charlie goes, I look like an idiot. And Alice goes, eh, 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 eh. nobody ever dressed by me looks like an idiot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just imagine like this suit is being perfectly tailored. She's doing all the tailoring. It's like the most expensive fabric and it just falls perfectly. It drapes, it sits, it's right, right, right length. Ugh man mm-hmm. but Alice is like yeah we're doing the final fittings for both of you and Bella looks over at the couch where there's an enormous white garment bag and she's like uh, no thank you but Alice says Bella go to your happy place so Bella literally 
closes her eyes, stumbles up the stairs, eyes closed, into her bedroom, strips down, sticks her arms out, and just like, um. Bella's the queen of dissociation. We know this. But she has taken it to a whole other level that whenever Alice says, go to your happy place, Bella is now just in a world where she's having sex with Edward. Mm Mm-hmm. I wonder if Alice knows that's, what Bella's thinking about <laughs> while she's I don't know, but that's putting her clothes that's on. That's what she means when she thinks happy place. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. She's like, I don't know where the honeymoon's gonna be, so I just have to imagine us doing it everywhere, which <laughs> is great because then you don't run out of happy thoughts. Mm-mm. But she isn't really concerned about the where part. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, in my happy place, we have already gotten married, and so now it's time for Edward to fulfill his part of the bargain. And she reminds us how obsessed Edward is with making sure Bella gets all of her human experiences, but how she doesn't care about any of the other human experiences, except for this one, which he wishes she would forget about. (laughs) But Bella reminds us that after she becomes a vampire, her main personality trait is going to be thirsty, and she's not quite ready to get to that point because right now she is human and passionately in love. Mm -hmm. And how she wants a real honeymoon, and he agreed to try. So She's so funny. She goes, I wanted the complete experience before I traded in my warm, breakable pheromone riddled body (laughs) for something beautiful strong and unknown i mean i get that Mm -hmm. i totally do she can barely even feel the fabric on her skin while alice puts the dress on her and she is doing really good about her happy place because she is not nervous about a thing she is just there with edward (laughs) and that is the end of chapter one i am delighted to be reading this book me too i think stephanie really knew what she was saying when she said go from midnight sun to breaking to breaking dawn i know i love that i thought about that the whole time i was reading it because i was like she told us like we were like well we're doing breaking dawn as soon as we finish midnight sun and she was like that's perfect (laughs) absolutely read breaking dawn after you read midnight sun and she was right because this is like it's like none of that stuff ever happened Mm -hmm. (laughs) We didn't have that depression. We didn't have that fighting. It was just, that's it. Edward didn't leave, and now they're getting married. Yay! Yeah, we can flush, like, um, bad Edward out of our bodies and just (laughs) re-replace it with bad Jacob. Yeah. We just swap out those feelings for a different character, and we're good to go. (laughs) Well, thank you so much, everybody, for joining us for... um, Remember Twilight as we start out in Breaking Dawn. I'm very excited for this book. Next week, we will be covering chapter two for everybody who is reading along with us. Yep. And remember, dissociate to a happy place. Love you guys. Bye. Bye. (laughs) You've been remembering Twilight with Marin and Emily. You can stay in touch on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Remember Twilight Podcast. Please consider joining us on Patreon for a weekly bonus episode, access to our notes, original artwork, and to connect with our awesome community. You can message us at RememberTwilightPodcast at gmail.com, send us a voice message on Anchor, or leave a review on iTunes. Check out the show notes for all this information and more. Thank you to Stephanie Meyer for sharing her dream and making ours come true.